This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Today I want to talk about dominion because I think it's very important that we understand dominion and biblical dominion and not this creepy, weird dominion where we get to lord over people and this, that, and another thing. I've heard a lot of weird teachings on this, but let's stick with the Bible and talk about um, dominion and what God has given us because it's so important and it's actually how you get results in life. A lot of Christians and people will feel like they're going nowhere, that nothing's happened, their prayers aren't answered, and they don't have a true understanding about dominion and the way that God has set things up. So I want to show this to you real quick. Um, at the very beginning of the book, Genesis 1, 26 and 28, you see that God created um Adam and Eve put them in the garden and it says, let me read this. God said, let's make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth. Check that. God gave them dominion over all the earth and over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Listen to that. Have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds in the air and over every a living thing that moves on the earth. So it's very clear there that God created man in his image and gave it to man. We need to pull away from the theory of God is all controlling from God is all loving. You can't be all loving and be all controlling. There's no um, love when you're being controlled by everything. So free will means that God's not all controlling. He gave us a free will. We can choose whether to accept him or not. That shows that God loves us by even giving us a free will. So God giving us dominion is not God trying to control everything, but actually loving his people, creating them in his own image, and then giving them the world. You are never meant to be in hell. It was never created for you. It was created for Satan. And heaven wasn't created for you either. Heaven was there, and he could have created man and put man in heaven, but he didn't. He put man on earth and gave it to him as a gift. It says that the gifts and the calls of God are irrevocable, which means that once God gives something to you, he's not going to take it back. Sometimes we think of God as Thanos that can snap his fingers, change anything that he wants, and he could, but he would have to destroy man. But because God loves us, he didn't do that. And I want to show you more on dominion because it really, it will help you win in everything you do in life. Um, with God not being Thanos and just being able to change things back, with God giving man authority and dominion through the temptation and us uh, listening to the devil, the devil took dominion from Adam and Eve. You can see that in many different places throughout scripture. Jesus says the prince of this world is coming. The prince of this world is coming. The ruler of this world. Um, I'm going to read some of those to you. John 1430, it says, I'll not talk with you um, much longer. The ruler of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Um, another one is uh, John 12, 30 through 32. 
Uh, it says, Jesus answered and said, the voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now the judgment of this world, now the judgment of this world, now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And if I am lifted up from earth, I will draw all people to myself. So it shows you several times that Satan took dominion from uh, Adam and Eve. You look in Matthew uh, 4, 8 through 9 is when Jesus was tempted. And it talks about, um, actually, you can read all of Matthew 4. It's about Jesus tempted. But in this specific spot, it's when Satan took uh, the devil took Jesus up on a high mountain. It says he showed him um, all the kingdoms, all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said, I will give these to you. I will give all of these kingdoms to you if you bow down and worship me. See, Jesus didn't come back and say, well, they're mine. He said, it says that he was tempted. Why was he tempted? Because he came back here to take back what the enemy stole from you. And he had to do that. What? As a man. Why did he have to do that? Why did Jesus come down as a man instead of God just changing things back? See, God is bound by his law and he even had to come. We believe that God is fully God. We believe that Jesus is fully God. We believe that the Holy Spirit is fully God. So look at that for a moment. God having to come down in human form because he is bound by his own words to show you how much he really loves you instead of snapping his fingers and erasing everything, comes down as a man and lets them crucify him to change things back. Without sin is able to do it because he gave man dominion. He came down as a man with dominion on earth and power from heaven. It says that Jesus was able to do many miracles because he was fully God and fully man. We can look into that a little bit more as well, but fully God and fully man. So God came down as Jesus, fully man, had dominion and authority on this earth and defeated Satan at his own game. And it's really powerful just to see how much... um God really loves us. But this dominion that we're talking about really changes a lot of things because people ask, you know, why bad things happen to good people and all that kind of stuff when we realize that there's an enemy out there that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy from us. And sometimes we think that God is all controlling. And that's not the case. God is all loving and he's all knowing. Doesn't mean he's all controlling because he's bound by his word and he moves by faith. You know, we we often will pray for revival. Lord, send revival. Lord, send revival. Like God is up in heaven just sitting there waiting for um, the right time to send revival. What is revival? It's when people start to hear the word of God and people are becoming saved. So God's not sitting there. He's like, well, if more people cry out, I'll finally come down and save more people. God sent revival 2,000 years ago as Jesus Christ. It's not time for us to beg for revival, but start to be the revival. Every revival is started with a man of God praying and getting a revelation and starting to preach. And then the Holy Spirit starts to move on people when they come into the meetings because they're coming with faith. It's nothing new that's happening, but they're tapping into what Jesus did uh, 2,000 years ago. 
And so God's not just sitting up there and waiting for a prayer chain. You know, it's not like we need 47 people and to pray for healing. And then, well, God's, well, I'm not going to heal them unless there's three more. I need an exact, you know, 50 people. That's ridiculous. But we often get these prayer chains going. And I agree with there's two or more agreeing and touching anything in my name. There is power in prayer. There is power in agreement. But, you know, there's not power in posting your problems on Facebook and saying, sending up prayers, and then everybody can talk and gossip about your problem. That's kind of getting the, the opposite results of what you're you're going for. I'd rather not have a, a prayer chain going and rather have three or four people that actually know who they are in Christ and can move mountains with their prayers because they know who they are in Christ. So looking at that dominion, you look at uh, Psalms 107 and 2, and it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Jesus came back to redeem us from the hand of the enemy because the devil had dominion. Jesus said it many times. The ruler of this world is coming. The ruler of this world is coming. He has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. And what does Psalms 107 say? It says that we get to say so now. The redeemed of the Lord get to say so. What does that mean? You know, we had an old song and it doesn't mean you just yell the word so after the course. It actually means that you get to call the shots. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. We believe that God was fully God. We believe that Jesus is fully God. We believe the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, it's good for me to go because if I go, I can send you the Holy Spirit. That's all through John um, 16 and 17. But it goes through there and says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And it's good that I go. Why? Why was that? Because he sent the Holy Spirit and Jesus was able to do many miracles because he was both fully God and fully man. Well, do we believe that the Holy Spirit is fully God? Yes. Do we believe that the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you? Yes. So what does that mean? It means that you are fully man with fully God on the inside of you, that authority that you have, that dominion that God's got. That's why he says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He commanded you to do it. He said, go lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He commands you to do that stuff. He wants you to do stuff. Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? What does that mean? I get to do all things. But how? It's because Christ who strengthens me, the Holy Spirit, Christ living on the inside, the hope of glory is the reason that I get to do all things on my own and nothing. But with Christ, I get to do all things. It talks about um, the disciples and they were walking in and there's a beggar there uh, begging for gold. And they said, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I, I, I do have, I give to you. And so they told him to stand up and walk. So they were able to heal him because they had the Holy Spirit on the inside them. They knew who they were in Christ. They weren't just sitting there begging God to do something. They knew who they were in Christ. Um, the, the biggest part I want to show to you real quick here in Matthew 28, it's in 18 through 22. And it, it's Jesus. He came to them uh, and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven 
and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I will I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus saying all things, all authority that's in heaven, everything that is God in heaven has been given to me. So now you go and make disciples. You see, with the Holy Spirit on the inside of them, he's able to say, you go, you baptize, you do this. We know that it's God's will that all men would be saved. That's what it says. But are they? No, we have free will. We know that there's people going to hell. So Jesus is saying, you go out and you do this. God not being all controlling, snapping his fingers, making things change, maybe making people, um, you know, follow him, you know, just commanding. You know, we hear it all the time. People is talking about, well, why aren't all the um, people in Africa being fed and all that kind of stuff. There's poverty everywhere. God doesn't take away free will. He doesn't take away free will. And if you look at why there's so much poverty in other countries, it's usually because of corrupt government. There's enough money and food all over the world that everyone can go with more than enough for the rest of eternity. But because of corruption in government, we look at that and we say, oh, God, he's just, you know, not taking care of things. No, God gave free will. He wants you to be his hands and feet. He wants you to fight for those people. He wants you to give to the poor. He wants you to help out because he's given us that authority. He's given us that dominion. I'm going to end with this on John 16, 14 through 15. It says, he will glorify me. And Jesus, again, is talking about the Holy Spirit. This is right before he takes, uh, Jesus ascends into heaven. He says, he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. This is everything right here. Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit's coming. It's going to be good. It's good that I'm leaving because the Holy Spirit's coming. Everything that's a father, everything that's God's, he's given to me. And now everything that is mine, I'm giving to you. So let's break that down. Everything that is God's is yours. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You have God on the inside of you. He's not left us powerless. If we don't understand that dominion, we walk around like we're nothing. We walk around like we're beaten. We don't pray for victory. We pray from victory. We pray from victory, resisting the devil and what he's trying to put onto us because we know that we've been redeemed. We know that we're the redeemed of the Lord. So we get to say so. The Bible says that the, the enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may destroy. He doesn't even know who can he can destroy because he doesn't know who actually believes it. He doesn't know who actually knows who they are in Christ. So he's going to test you. He's going to push you. And many of you are going to sit back and let him do it because you don't know about the dominion that you have. You don't know what God has given you. Everything that was God's was given to you in John 16. Go read it. It talks about everything that the Father is mine and I'm giving you 
all things. Everything is yours. That's why you can go and pray for the sick and they will recover. That's why you can go and see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. It's because of what Jesus has paid for and what he's given you and who's living on the inside of you. But if you don't believe it, it won't happen because it says that these signs will follow those who believe. We have to believe and then you will start to see breakthrough. But if you don't know what you have, it's hard to even believe it. So realize today your dominion. Think about this in spiritual gifts or any of the gifts of the spirit or anything like that. Even speaking in tongues. Why is that important? It doesn't even make sense. You're saying words that you don't even understand. Well, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Well, what does that mean? How am I supposed to even, if I don't know, why isn't the Holy Spirit just pray without me? Think about dominion. He's using your words. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Your words that you don't even understand. Your dominion on this earth. Your rubbish of whatever you're saying that you don't understand. You attach your faith to it and there's power because it's the Holy Spirit using your dominion, just like God coming down as a man and using a man's body <laughs> in flesh suit <laughs> to get things done. Now he's in you using your flesh suit to get things done. If you will allow him to work through you. Are you usable? Are you willing to be used of God? You know, many of us just sit back because we don't believe. It's hard for us to step out in faith. It's hard for us to move forward. But if we understand the dominion and what's really on the inside of us through the Holy Spirit, it's powerful. Now you can go and say, I can do all things, but it's through Christ who strengthens me. Without him, you can do nothing. But with him, you get to do all things through Christ, and it's powerful. So be blessed, be encouraged. Jesus paid a high price for you to win in life. Receive what Jesus has paid. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to kingdomyouthconference.com or follow him at facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.